Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of Inner Visions of the Inspired, Obtaining Happiness. Wow, this is an amazing moment. This is an amazing accomplishment, and I am like so thankful to be here for another day. So to the supporters, to the listeners out there, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And tonight is going to be a treat for you because I wanted to give you a life lesson on why you should avoid student loans at all costs. Trust and believe me, I will give you my experience and why it has affected me today. Um, so I want you guys to sit back, relax, grab a coconut smile, and let's ride on inner visions of the inspired obtaining happiness. Let's get it. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, this is a special episode that is near and dear to my heart because I am, I wouldn't say the victim of the student loan debt I am a living testimony of what the student loan debt can do to you. Um, So many Americans here are in student loan debt. All right. I'm not the only one. um, But I wanted to show you. This is in Forbes magazine. Student loan debt in 2022 is now more than $1.7 trillion. The latest student loan debt statistics for 2022 show that there are 45 million borrowers who collectively owe approximately $1.7 trillion in student loan debt. Student loan debt is now the second highest consumer debt category, second only to mortgage debt and higher than debt for both credit cards and auto loans. COVID-19 pandemic has significantly impacted student loan debt. In March 2020, Congress responded with historic student loan relief, including pausing federal student loan payments. President Donald Trump and um, Joe Biden extended the student loan payment paused multiple times. Biden paused the federal student loan payments through August 31st, 2022. And it's become one of the biggest topics in America. Now, the progressives, they want to cancel up to $50,000 in student loan debt. And he has, um, Biden has I'm sorry. Now that the Republicans have taken over, the Republicans would want Biden to stop the student loan debt cancellation. In October 2021, the U.S. Department of Education announced a new limit waiver to help student loan borrowers who work in public service get more access to student loan forgiveness. Public service loan forgiveness cumulative form submitted. 
1,175,672 borrowers who submitted applications 863,757. The average student loan balance discharge under PSLF 67,592. Total student loan balance discharge under PSLF 7.9 billion. California is the state with the highest student loan debt. Texas, number two, at one at 120.8 billion. Florida is number three, New York, four. Georgia, five. Pennsylvania, six. Ohio, seven. Illinois, eight. Michigan, number nine. And North Carolina, 10. In the average, well, I'll say Texas is, is 120.8 billion. Florida is at 100.9 billion dollars. New York is $92.7 billion. Georgia, $68.6 billion. Wow, it's a lot of money. But here is the thing. You have Republicans or conservatives that are screaming on the top of their lungs to not go through this student loan debt cancellation. Um, and I, too, am a conservative. And a lot of things I side with the conservatives on. But this topic, along with police brutality, I do not side with them on. I don't. In fact, I think they're out of line to even suggest that kind of complaint. Because this current, this current White House administration has exposed many conservatives who have PPE loans that had their debt wavered and the Republicans PPE loan average is a whopping 1.8 million dollars forgiven they don't have to pay it back and yet you won't forgive students who have student loan debt I do believe, and this is my message to those who are going to college. I am an advocate for canceling student loan, but I want to tell the students, whatever you do, whatever you do, if, if you're if you're trying to obtain a degree from a major college, go there with a scholarship or a grant. You do not want to go to a major university and pay out of pocket or get student loans. I would rather pay out of pocket than get student loans because the student loans you have to pay back, and they do occur a lot of interest. When the interest rates are high, it's like you can't, it's like you, you, it's like, it's like you will never be able to pay it back. 
I'm telling you, here are, in my opinion, ways as to why you should not get student loan debt. One, you have to repay it back. Interest rates have increased to the average student loans borrower would pay 16.8 to 24.2% in interest rates. By doing that, it's like you are, it's like you have to pay extra to get it down. All right, you do have to repay it back. And if you get yourself in so much student loan debt, you cost yourself a home loan. You just cost yourself an opportunity to own a new home. You cost yourself. The banks will look even at even if you try to get a small business loan, you can't you'll be disqualified to even get that because of your student loan. All right. What parents refuse to tell you, they won't they won't even tell you this. But they won't tell you that if you get student loans, that you're not going to be able to get a home loan. You can kiss that American dream goodbye. People who are in trade are better off financially than doctors and lawyers who are filled with college debt. Even teachers are at a huge disadvantage. Here's another one. Here's another one. The job market. I've read that the average college student who graduates with at least a bachelor's are five times more likely not to reach their job in their field. They're more likely they're more likely to be unemployed and not find a job for five months or six months. A lot of them have to work odd jobs like, hmm, what? Phone sales, telecommunication. Even some are janitors, which we do need here in this world. Some become nursing aides, some become ditch diggers. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Even go to retail for a minute. There is nothing wrong with that. But it is a far cry for when a um, college professor or a guidance counselor telling you that once you get a degree, you're more attractive. You're more attractable to these companies. But they don't want to talk about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and getting and owning your own business or investing. It doesn't take a degree to get that. 
a lot of colleges do not like to talk about investment. Because if they talk about investment and a lot of people get caught in to that new wave of investment, a lot of people will not be going to college. A lot of them will actually walk away. All right. These colleges, these schools are making billions and billions and trillions of dollars just off of student loans alone. Hampton University, the um, college that I went to, they're a prime example of it. All right. Hampton University is the prime example. All right. Here is an an enormous, a huge, enormous thing you have to look at that nobody's talking about. All right. Student loan debt increases your stress rate. It sure does. So many people look at their student loan debt and figure out how in the hell am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay it? When you look at your student loans, you look at you look at yourself and figuring, how did I get into this mess? How do I allow? Why did I allow my parents? to sucker me into going to college. My parents actually begged me to go to college. I was kind of pissed off because originally I did not want to go to college. Yes, I wanted to do journalism, but I didn't really want to go to college. I really didn't. And unfortunately, the only way you can um, get a degree from journalism is if you go to a four-year college. Okay, so I suck at communication and um, went as a social worker, then changed my field to history, then changed my field to information technology. I'm at Strayer University now trying to obtain that bachelor's degree, that degree that I wanted, but it costs money. I can't use student loans no more because I'm maxed out. Now I have to pay out of pocket. And I figured there are many Americans who are suffering the same rate. But paying somebody back, it causes a lot of stress. All right, I've seen a lot of people having to go to the hospital because of stress-related issues. All due to finance, which is connected to the student loan debt. That's right. I want to tell people it's okay to go to college. But if you do take out a student loan debt, make it small. Please make it small to the point where you have the ability to pay it back. Please. Because a lot of colleges, they will find a way to add, tack in, tack out more. They will tack in more and more and more principal, late fees, interest rates, 
is a stress. It's a stressor. It's stressing me out right now. Talking to you guys about it. But I, I want you guys to not make the same mistake that I've made. By not taking the time to pay it out. Because sooner or later they would start to find a way to garnish your wage. Find a way to take you to court. It's another added stress. On top of the fact that you can't get a house. Which is heartbreaking. All over a student loan debt. And the one thing I've realized. Everybody. Is that. Democrats and Republicans, especially President Joe Biden, will play these whole games with us talking about canceling or pausing student loan debt. Soon as the midterms was over, even though the appeals court ruled to block the student loan debt, which they say is illegal. Biden, all of a sudden, he cancels the, he cancels millions and millions and millions of applications. It's like, ah, oh, we tried, but the opposition is not there to help us. So, and that's the political whole game shit that I'm talking about. Excuse my language. I know I'm not supposed to curse. Please forgive me, y'all. Please. It's supposed to be a clean, clean podcast. But when something like that happens, it kind of makes my blood very hot. And this is why so many people either go conservative or don't vote. Yeah, so it's an average of over a trillion dollars in student loan debt in this country alone, and it's getting scarier and scarier and scarier. It's very scary. So the best thing for all of you to do, in my opinion, get away from student loans as fast as you can. If you have to prevent going to four-year colleges, sometimes trade schools are the best thing that can happen. Unless if you desire to get that degree and want to go to that four-year school, go for it, but be aware of the student loans that are out there. They're not good for you. They're not good for your credit. They're not good for you getting a new... um, credit card, auto loan, a lot of consequences that come by with it. That's right. All right, everyone. This here is part one. That's right. Part one of the segment of student loan. And I will give you my final take on it. I will give you a little life lesson for 
future students who are going to college. Food for thought. So I shall return. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Inner Visions of the Inspired Obtaining Happiness. Um, since the pandemic has arrived, the amount of drug use has skyrocketed. Um, since the 1970s, the use, ha- uh, the use of cocaine has skyrocketed until the 2000s, where it has suddenly declined. Drugs and alcohol is like a way of escaping the pain that we are dealing with in reality. Life is hard. Life is not easy. But what makes life even harder is to stay where we are. Keep using the same substances that keep us in the state of procrastination, that keeps us in the state of delusion, that keeps us in the state of numbness. That's right. So um, I want to give you some data on drug use. Yes. Let's read this here. 50%, half of people 12 and older have used illicit drugs at least once. 700,000 Americans drug overdose deaths in the United States since 2000 are nearing 1 million. 35 billion dollars. The federal budget for drug control in 2020 said 35 billion dollars. All right, let me give you some statistics here. 13.5% of Americans 12 and over Use drugs in the last month, a 3.8% increase year over year. 59.277 million, or 21% of people 12 and over, have used illicit drugs. Yes. One hundred and thirty eight point five million or 50 percent of people aged 12 and over have illicitly used drugs in their lifetime. Twenty five point four percent of illegal drug users have a drug over. I'm sorry, have a drug disorder. This is disturbing. Marijuana, the youth. 
12 to 17, 10.1%. Adults, 18.7%. LSD, 0.9%, 12 to 17 year range. 1% of adults, 18 and over. Opioids, I'm sorry, 1.6% of the youth, 12 through 17. Adults 18 and over, 3.6. Drug abuse demographics, 22% of males and 17% of females use illicit drugs or missed prescription drugs. Within the last year, 5% of people in non-metropolitan rural countries use illegal drugs compared to 20.2% of people in larger metropolitan counties. Drug use is highest among purple, um, I'm sorry, among people between the ages of 18 to 25 at 39% compared to persons age 26 to 29 at 34%. Alcohol, 4.9 million first-time users. Marijuana, 3.1 million first-time users. Tobacco, 1.8 million. Hallucinogens, 1.1 million first-time users. Cocaine, uh, 874,000 first-time users. Heroin, 117,000 first-time users. And um, it's been going on and on, and it's becoming a problem. And this is all over the world, not just here in America, but this is all over. All right. This is all over. Um, let me um, hold on. Let me go through the list here. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, all right, let's see here. Um, the following are five countries with severe drug problems. Iran, which is more likely connected to opiate, heroin, and crystal meth. Afghanistan is another one, number two. Number three, Russia. Yes, Russia is hit. Has They have been hit by the drug use. The United States is another one. Great Britain, <clears throat> Great Britain is number five. 
All right. Afghanistan, they are the producer of opium. Afghanistan is the center of opium trade and now refines some of its opium into heroin. Iran is the addiction rates or, you know, opium as well. Russia has become... It has become a problem as far as the drug use. Uh, methadone clinics are rapid. Um, they're also the fastest growing rate in HIV. America, while they are very big in pain killers, uh, heroin has become a problem in recent years. Great Britain. Um, They've uh, struggled with marijuana. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> so I want everybody to know there are ways to uh, wing off of drug abuse. So um, we want to talk about ways to overcome it. That's right. Number one, talk about it with somebody. Now, I know you're so heavily drugged that it's going to be hard. But for somebody that you love dearly, somebody that you can trust, you need to talk to somebody about it. Number one, go get somebody for help. And they can guide you into a treatment center. All right. Some people go cold turkey. Some people take medication. But there are some people that are seeking for help. Yep. Have a support system. Have a support system that loves and cares about you. That's number two. The same thing with alcohol, where alcohol has quadrupled since the pandemic. It's gotten worse and worse and worse to where mental health has been affected. That's right. It's always good to talk about it with somebody. And if you know you have a problem, try to seek treatment, but build a support system, build a system of people that care about you, that want to see you succeed, that's going to be honest with you, that's going to be hard on you if you relapse. Because they want to see you get off of it. All right.
Another key, taking it one day at a time. This isn't a quick fix. It takes time to rebuild yourself, rebuild your life, rebuild your mental health. Take all the time you need to rebuild yourself. Another one, letting go of the problems that has triggered your drug use. Express it, confront it, let it go. It might not be that simple. It takes time, but you have to address it. You have to address it first and foremost. I want people to really know that alcohol is a drug. Even if it's just a sip. If you consistently drink alcohol, then you're more likely your speech will be affected. Your ability to think clearly will be affected. Um, Alcohol is connected to CTE. Um, If you drink so much of it, eventually you will have it. It's not 100% fact, but it, it, it has been shown and it has been related. You know, um, another one, I say take it one step at a time. Meditation. Be with somebody whenever you meditate. Have somebody pray for you and meditate for you while you're on the road to recovery. It's not easy. But it is worth it if you're trying to get better. That's right. That's right. Hold on, everybody. Hold on on one second, everybody. Hold on one second. All right. I'm back, everybody. 
I'm back. But um, I want everybody to stay encouraged. Don't give up the fight for yourself. You know, don't give up, period. Those who don't want to be a part of your recovery or your um, steps to rebuild your life, those are the people, unfortunately, you're going to have to cut loose, no matter who they are. It's about your mental health. It's about your recovery. It's about your future is about rebuilding you. If you're around somebody who is negative all the time, then it's best to find an exit strategy. You have to find an exit strategy. It's not healthy to be around people who is constantly being negative around your presence. You are trying to recover. I want people to succeed. I want people to get spiritual. I want people to be happy. I know there's so many issues. There's so many problems that we're facing. There's so much that you're carrying. Talk to somebody. Ask for help. Pray. And then step out on faith. That's right. That's right. Well, everybody, I know it's a short, short podcast, but the you know the the creator wanted me to do this episode because I feel as though. There are people who are crying for help. I don't believe people should kick those who are struggling down. Don't kick them while they're down. How about you use your God-given ability to reach out, save that person, or even spend a few minutes with something encouraging? Because we all have an addiction. We all have dealt with depression and anxiety. We all dealt with something tragic. This is the time to humble ourselves in this world that we call planet Earth. Temptation is out there. Addiction is out there. Enemies who want to see you fail, they're out there. But to overcome it, build that union with the creator. That's your first victory right there. 
when you have that connection with the Creator, there's nothing that can stop you, not even your critics. And on that note, everybody, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, special shout out to, um, was it Alicia? Jasmine Alicia, who is the actress over in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I saw Trap House, Queens, or what is it? Was it Queen Trap House? I'm trying to get that right. <laughs> Part two. She was in it. She was tremendous. Um, she responded to my post. Much love to you. J.K.M. Trucker. Thank you for being a part of my life. I really thank you. That means a whole lot. Thank you, brother, for being an inspiration to so many people who are trying to learn how to become a mechanic. Yes. Um. Ms. Uh, Tisha um, Tonisha, special shout out to you. The Crazy Kirk Girl, much love to you. You know, so many brothers out here I got to say a special shout out to. Um, Mr. Corey True, special shout out to you. My cousin, Tess Flowers, much love to you. Much love to everybody. Much love to my wife, Jennifer, and my son, Raymond Ricks III. I love you. But big shout out to one of the greatest blog talk radio shows of all time. WGAG Radio. Don Nicoleone and Nefertiti Surviving the Game. Featuring Mr. Cliff Lowry. Much love to all of you. That's right. Strictly Hair, 19 in Houston, Texas. First crypto beauty boutique in the world. Yes. Alicia Coleman, the beautiful Asia, and my good friend Kush Nubit. Much love to you. Mr. Ware. Reed, much love to you. Marianne, the uh, fitness nurse, and my good friend, Chef Angela Means. Felicia on Friday, special shout out to you. And remember, to make the impossible possible, you can do anything through the strength of your creator, your God of your understanding. And until next time, I'm out. Y'all be blessed.